0: We are now showing you a tape of the actual kidnapping of the president's daughter by her Middle East captain. Sorry,
1: gentlemen, but you must buckle your seatbelts.
2: Don't touch me, Abdul.
0: Abdul, thank you. Why are you calling here? The Radio is supposed to be only for emergencies.
1: You think we are doing the right thing? I should have listened to my astrologist. This thing bad today. A man like you it was about to graduate from the University of Madrid. I understand,
2: Mr. Prime Minister. Tony Moda. Yeah. This is some kind of summit meeting or something? don't ask me. I'm just an Indian. This thing is jumping.
1: Okay, Ram. What is the purpose of your trip, gentlemen? Okay. I'm here to take complete charge of the operation. Can't believe my eyes, Billy. As you see, the target is heavily guarded. Best wait until she leaves the villa. Then Mr. Have a nice visit. Thank you.
2: You dropped your wallet. I stolen. you will whip with my butt. Mr. George action. Tony
0: Mota, Uh, those characters, part of a Middle East covert group I was involved with for about two years, matter of fact. A secret missions together. They're other fun things, if you know what I mean. (laughs) He looks
1: pretty tough. Yeah, I'm sure he'd agree with you on that. Really? Yeah, Abdul was a pretty mean character, tough. You said he was a friend of yours. Yeah, he was my best friend. This character over here just wanted to prolong it for some crazy cause that I don't
0: really understand or know about. Where is he now? In the Middle East. Dead, I hope. As long as he's alive, my life is always on the edge. Tony Mota. Oh, TV station. Yes, it is. Okay, this is a message from President's daughter.
2: Get this on tape. Go ahead. Okay.
1: We will release the president's daughter after the president of the United States. Terrorists had the president's daughter in the old bean factory off the 101.
0: Uh, by the old bean factory? Yes. Fabulous.
1: Fantastic. Thanks, hon. The check's in the mail. That was the voice of the president's daughter delivering the terrorist's. This demand. is my daughter. A Harder. A super trace. Give me that damn phone.
0: Get a fucking super trace. Adventure
1: hey frankly my dear
0: i don't give it you can't handle the bloodhead i am your
1: father just stand on it i guess long oh, as she can i love the spell stut- this is hog wallop. you're gonna need a bigger potion come with me if you want to live see what
0: happens lebowski you see what happens you got the wrong guy i'm the dude man your name's lebowski lebowski how do i look bring out today Staying me apart lisa <laughs> that fucking door! What are you watching? A
2: movie? Daughter was White House press secretary Terror in Beverly Hills. 1989 film. It has two taglines. The first is They brought terrorism to our streets. Only one man could stop them. And then the second, Just When You Thought The Streets Were Safe. It stars Frank Stallone, Cameron Mitchell, William Smith, not Will Smith, For Who's Lisa Heslov and Brian Leonard as Tony Moda, and was written and directed by John Myers. I'm welcoming now my two guests. Erica, hi. Hi, thanks Welcome. for having Welcome me. Welcome to the show. Alex, hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. Um, so I picked this film for you guys to watch. Uh, Why don't you give me some of your first general thoughts of what you felt about it? it was Pepsi
0: a very good example of everything that you shouldn't do to make a film they screwed up literally everything that they possibly could have screwed up
1: I thought it was a great Pepsi ad it is a pretty good Pepsi
0: yeah yeah no I can get behind that <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm disappointed that they probably didn't get any money for their accounts but what can you do
2: no I don't I do not believe that Pepsi gave this movie a sponsorship
0: yeah who the hell would give this m- movie Eddie I mean, <laughs> I guess us, for being the poor saps that watched it on, what was it,
2: Amazon?
1: Yeah. Yeah, same.
2: Yeah, I mean.
0: That's what
1: otherwise. I'm most upset about, the $3 that I'll never be able to spend on anything we else. We almost paid
0: them twice, because I wanted to rewatch it earlier today, just to freshen up, because I was just, my brain shut off halfway through the movie, yeah. and I was just like, yeah, okay. Well,
2: I gotta say, there's not a lot that actually happens in this particular film, yeah. other than like... You know, like terrorists kidnap the president's daughter and then
1: all clear. The president's daughter is safe. Good job, everybody.
2: Then a guy goes and Are gets you her a bad back. bad enough, dude, to the president's daughter? <laughs> right. What game is that from? I was, that's Bad Dudes. Bad Dudes, right? <laughs> Duh. Um, yes. Uh, that's I would say mainly the plot of the film because I had the same problem this morning. I it was like the fuck happened in that movie like I don't remember and so I watched it again and I was like oh yeah not much so that's why I didn't remember it I will say it would be considered the greatest action screenplay of all time if screenplays were judged only by by cliche because it (laughs) is like every movie action movie cliche just packed into one film Um, it also weirdly like doesn't know what like I feel like it doesn't pick a side in the Middle East conflict Yeah. Like, the the bad guy terrorist is kind of, uh, he's not really, like, evil. They're sort of sympathetic. sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, even in the beginning, like, you know these guys are terrorists, but then, like, the white ladies are just being straight out racist towards them, and it's like, wow, I feel bad for this terrorist guy. Right.
2: And they're like, we just want to be free. Yeah. You know? So, like, there's not even, like, a a thing where they, like, I don't know. There's not, like, that typical evil moment where it's like, oh, they're irredeemable bad guy. Okay. Um, like in, for instance, uh, the 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 terrorists in uh, what was that? Lic- was it License to Kill or it was one of the James Bond movies with Timothy Dalton? Had like Middle Eastern terrorists, and they were just straight up evil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was like, okay, it seems it's it's definitely weird because at the same time the movie is also like kind of super racist.
0: Yeah, so. no, it's intentionally racist. But, I mean, as I told you earlier, like the thing that caught me in t- terms of this movie. Was the uh, at the bar scene with the strippers, the guy just going, I don't know, I'm just an Indian yeah, guy. Yeah. Don't like, ask me, what?
2: I'm an Indian. Whatever. Yeah. Hey Gandhi, I heard your wife won the California lottery.
1: <laughs>
2: and I haven't seen her since. And that's cool, she was ugly anyway. Bruce, be careful, the cops are all over the place today. I know I've never seen so many cops in Beverly Hills. What is it? Some kind of summit meeting or something? Don't ask me. I'm just an Indian. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And and then, it's like, you mean the fuck. totally unnecessary strip club scene? That yeah, had, that entire had really thing. No we, point? Which for boots? <laughs> yeah,
2: which also featured, like, three guys who were only in that one scene, and they, one of them yep. was like, hey, the girls look good, and the guy's like, says something about England, and he goes like, I don't care where England is, and then you never see them again. Like, yep. I thought they were being introduced. They were, like, new characters. Yeah, and then you see this other guy who's, like, a uh, another, like, hustler or whatever, who, like, steals watches or something, and... Yep. and uh then that guy's in the movie for two seconds and then disappears forever,
0: which, as I said earlier, I feel like could easily be done into a spin off movie. I feel <laughs> yeah. like because that guy uh gets arrested, put inside of a car, and then the car is abandoned to steal another car, I want to see what happened to that guy. yeah,
1: that's <laughs>
0: way more interesting than Frank Stallone did he
2: like drive away in the cops car? <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: know I, I thought they see were anything. I thought they were setting this up for. Um, Stone to be like the serious cop, and then like the watch stealing black guy is gonna be like his his Eddie foil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be he's, the funny exactly. guy who's the counter to like all provides all of the antics. But he's there for like five minutes, and then Stone just leaves him in his car, and you no, never but, ever see him again. It wasn't even again. Stone;
2: it was the other cop. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's easy to get them confused. Yeah, because... <laughs> because there's no
2: cohesive storyline right. in this movie. And and honestly, I didn't even realize until today when yep. I was watching it that he's also the guy who's doing karate with him when you first see Hackstone. don't kill that easy. Well, we, I didn't even pick up on We also, that. remember for any listeners who haven't seen this movie, that is Frank Stone's character's name, Hackstone, by the way. Um, Brilliant name. Yeah.
0: Almost as good as Brickstone. But <laughs> Brickstone. Not the same.
2: Uh... So, yeah, basically, I would say the the movie is kind of like a little bit like a face-off or other movies like that where you're seeing both the, the main good guy and the main bad guy's, like, uh, story pretty fully. Like, the movie starts out with Abdul. Abdul, why are you calling here? Played by, I just found this out, the legendary Iranian actor, Bruce Vazugi, I think is how you say his name. I'm not sure, so apologies. But um, he, like... Has as we're saying, he not only has like a really sympathetic view, but also like the whole beginning of the movie is is all about him until you get to hack, and then it's like okay, now this is hack. They're they used to be best friends. They used to do other. He says he used to do secret missions and other fun things together. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I liked how yeah I did like how that was uh, the movie attempted like so many of these tried-and-true movie things, but, like, couldn't nail any of them whatsoever. Um, Also, another thing that I loved from the beginning of the movie is the little kid on the plane with the, like, Uzi squirt gun.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. That, to me, just even seeing that was kind of like, I can't even imagine a time period in which this would be even mildly acceptable. Right. And I was expecting something way bad to happen to that kid, but nothing did
2: no yeah that because there's even the part where he's like you better watch what you're doing kid or something like he's like he's like be careful kid
0: i, I was expecting to like kind of do uh sort of i don't know like um three stooges thing to the kid's eyes just <laughs> something to hurt the kid but no nothing happened he just kind of warned him and it's just like how which is kind
1: know? of the theme of the movie is setting you up to think something's gonna happen and then, <laughs> and then nothing, nothing happens, happens. <laughs>
2: yes totally uh, well, yeah, it's also that, like, pre-9-11-ness yeah. of seeing a, a kid, letting, letting a kid bring a squirt gun on a plane. So, yeah, let's see. Oh, I also wanted to mention real quick that uh, the guy who plays Muhammad, who's uh, our main bad guy, Abdul's brother, is also really the actor's brother, their actual brothers, so that was interesting. And because uh, Frank brothers. Stallone is Sylvester's <laughs> brother. Um, and that led me to this question. I was thinking about it today. I wondered what you guys might think. Do you think that Sylvester Stallone ever saw this movie?
0: Oh, I'm sure he did. Just out of solidarity, yeah. For, like, I mean, it's his brother. Yeah. Like he was the like, only hey. reason he has a career in the first place is because so he's related cute. to Sylvester Stallone.
1: He was probably like, but, "Oh yeah, I loved it, brother. Yeah, it was great.
2: It was great, brother." <laughs> he probably slapped him on Good the back, and gave him a thumbs up, yeah. and that was about the, uh, hey, the oh, end of it. you're hey, almost like me.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I have look to, at I, you, you have to big say, movie star. <laughs> I, I was kind of happy to. Hear Frank Stallone talk and not sing, <laughs> not have the same mush mouth that Sylvester does. Yes. So I guess we know it's not likely genetic that mm. they have some sort of he, disorder. Didn't he have
2: he? Yeah. Okay, he I'll, had the
0: same accent, but not the same look. Like, mm. Yeah,
2: yeah. But when I I have this problem in the podcast, I usually have a little computer effect come in uh to tell me what the truth is. So I'm going to ask computer right now. I think. That Sylvester Stallone had like some accident or something and that's why his face droops like that. And that is partially... It's not like it's not like, like Jim Ross where he has like palsy or whatever, but he had something like that. So that's why he has that like droop and that's where he got the famous oh well I guess I'm uh, just a jerk. Alright. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know just if that's true. He just talked I might that way. It, it might be I might be wrong about that. Computer,
0: computer, come in. Yes.
2: Complications suffered by Stallone's mother during labor forced her obstetricians to use two pairs of forceps during his birth misuse of these forceps accidentally severed a nerve and caused paralysis in parts of stallone's face
1: but it ain't about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward
2: because it's like uh, it's like the guy from kiss paul stanley has like a weird ear and that's why he like wears his hair that way so he covers his ear yeah i
0: didn't know that either
2: so there you go. <laughs> All right well, I, know lo- I know I know lots of uh, useless information yeah, that I can yeah. call at any time. Um, so yeah, Hackstone and Abdul used to work together in the Middle East, but because of some he can't he doesn't say why, but he basically is like, this, as long as this guy's alive, my life is in danger and I don't I never could understand what he meant. He
1: betrayed it, him uh, just, gen- just
2: ge- generic gener- like. He,
0: he- uh, Stone killed like his wife and kids by accident or something like that.
2: Yeah, it was like his he blame. He's, I think he blames Hack for yeah, the death. Yeah, but he of didn't him.
0: directly do it, which right. is why we get to the end reveal and all that. Right, um, right. I yeah, I can't remember this movie's very hard <laughs> to pay attention. Yeah,
2: to. yeah, because I mean, like we said earlier, it follows a pretty easy to follow plot line um, of the terrorists fly in. And because the first time I saw it, I thought it was going to be like a plane hijacking movie from the very first scene. Yeah. And then they just get off the plane. I was like, okay, I guess yeah. that makes, the title now makes more sense.
1: Spend about 20 minutes showing the cars driving from the airport to yes. their bean factory hideout. Oh, the
2: bean factory. <laughs>
1: now this is Chopper 14. I think I've spotted the white limo out here uh, by the old bean factory. Ten four, Chopper 14.
0: Tony Mota. Yes, Crystal.
1: The terrorists have the president's daughter in the old bean factory off the 101.
0: Yes. Fabulous. Fantastic. Thanks, hon. The check's in the mail.
1: And then the the dispatcher is like, 911, we need to go to the old bean (laughs) factory. Of course, the one bean factory. They say it, like,
2: a bunch of times, too. No, actually, Olivia, my girlfriend, made a really good point. She was like, what is a bean factory? And I was like, okay, yeah, it's it would a
1: factory be, where they make beans.
2: But that would be a bean cannery. No. <laughs> well, they don't make the that's beans a at a factory, right? <laughs> like they make them at a a bean processing plant or something. I don't what know. Back...
0: How do they get made, kind of things? Because where...
2: my initial response is what you said was there, where I was like, well, that's where they make beans. And then I was like, but wait a minute, they don't. Yeah. Beans aren't being manufactured,
1: like, or are they? <laughs> These are man-made beans. Cars 17, 18, 11, and 12. Proceed to the old bean factory off the 101. Also,
2: I like how it's an abandoned bean factory. Like, beans went out of style in the late <laughs> yeah. 80s. <We> <laughs>
0: going on for them. Yeah. I, at first, like, I thought this was hilarious that they're going to the bean factory, but having grown up in a town where there's nothing going on. Right. Then, yeah, you got one abandoned factory. It's a bean factory. <laughs> but and, this seems like it was under. in, like, a... a this
1: is a, during the Great Bean Recession. <laughs> yeah.
2: Eighty <laughs> nine. It seemed like it was in like a major city though too.
1: It was well, in Al- Beverly Hills, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. right?
2: So <laughs> well,
0: what else does Beverly Hills have going for it except for abandoned bean factories?
2: <laughs> yeah, like the. I guess it was like a guy who like moved to town and he was like, "I'm gonna try." You know, everybody at Beverly Hills is an actor or a rich person. They're all Hollywood. I'm gonna make a bean factory, and then after like a couple years. <laughs> He he died a failure, and so there's just this abandoned bean factory. And it also reminded me that just reminds me of another thing I thought when I was watching it today, and I also thought the same thing about Street Trash. I was like, both these movies are really like Scooby Doo. There's like oh, a Scooby niche to them, that yeah. like, and uh, any movie where like that ends with like a, a like fight in a factory type area, yeah. I'm just like thinking Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, talk where, about like that. you
0: have weapons. But you're like, no, let's not fight with weapons. Let's be
2: men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> fight with fisticuffs.
0: Isn't it? <laughs> what's like, the, on, which one was it on. where
2: he says, that was this movie where he's like, do you want to die? Uh, yeah. Him? Yeah, yeah. He's like, do you want to die like a man or something? And the guy like puts his gun down. <laughs> that was street trash. Yeah, that he <laughs> beats no, him. No, but up. They, they, it happened in both movies. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. no. They're, they're like... both.
0: They both end in the same stupid awful way yeah. where it just doesn't make any sense
2: but they have that abruptness to ending too. We we covered this last week in um in uh the, the end of the movie Robo War was like this too where it was just like you're watching the movie and they're just like boom end of the movie you're like whoa okay they like <laughs> like everything resolved instead of throwing in that like last sort of like let's remind the audience that everything's okay scene like the uh, the denouement or whatever they call it the falling action. It was just like, no, here's the credits. Movie's over. <laughs> Fuck you. Go home. <laughs> I really, I really loved that. Um, I, I so this movie also featured an actor that I really love, Cameron Mitchell, who's a uh, legendary, legendary actor. He was also in uh, the movie Space Mutiny with Red Brown, and uh, in this movie, he 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 does the the scenery chewing. Uh, for this particular bad movie where he plays this captain who's just constantly swearing and yelling about everything. And he has one of my favorite lines where he's like, uh, he says, like, check your crystal ball, both of them. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really really brilliant. I love his portrayal of this character because he, like, it's like when you see an actor in a movie and he just knows how bad it is. So he's like, I really got to take this performance to the next level
0: got a lot of respect for that guy Uh, if I could be him in real life as the character (laughs) I would definitely do that just so I could curse at people get a fucking super trace on it (laughs) (laughs) close the fucking door close the damn door Beautiful. Also, I think that shot with him where there's clearly like an airplane that goes over and he's just like, airplane, yeah, and then yeah. just continues with the yeah, scene and they yeah. didn't bother reshooting yeah. it. I have a lot of respect for That's great. Exactly. Like, that that actor's ability to be absolutely absurd.
2: <laughs> yeah, I gotta say his performance and then the, uh, the guy who is the Tony Moda the uh, the news anchor man
0: yeah who
2: at one point I put on a note that I was like it kind of sounds like he's a little like John Lotfitz like it almost sounds like like a John Lotfitz voice uh, and uh, it 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 it's beautiful to me because of the scene in particular where the terrorists call the news desk and I remember that like old trope from like TV news where there'd be like a bunch of phones on the the anchor's desk but yeah. obviously where they were just like prop phones to make you know. it seem like they were like you know tuned in with all the news <laughs> and then you could literally the terrorist literally calls the anchor of the news station it's picks, that easy yeah yeah and i was like is is that on the news like is he on the just like oh it's the news phone hey it's tony moda
1: simpler times
2: yeah yeah again. it made more sense i bet those phones are rotary dialed too <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, the terrorist just called the operator, said, operator, give me the news, please. Yeah. And, terrorist here. I think
2: he, actually, <laughs> he might even do that. I think he actually calls. And he, like, speaks to, like, a, maybe, like, like, a secretary or something. I feel like there's, he's like, give me the news. Give me the, like, something news network. Tony Mona. Hello, TV station. Yes, it is. Because there's also another funny phone thing. So there's a scene with uh, William Smith, who plays the president, and uh, does the, cli- the uh, every cliche line of a character who's had their daughter or something. Like, it's literally, you could take the scene from Rush Hour where the Chinese like consulate guy is talking about how they kidnapped his daughter and just put it in here and it yeah. would be the same scene. He's like, hey, they have my daughter. You know, you understand the situation I'm in. All that. After that, he calls the Israeli prime minister and the in the shot that's like sweeping over his desk, you can see that the phone jack is just unblocked. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: Love it. That sounds about right. Yeah. So um, this game made me want to replay Resident Evil Four. I'll, I'll say oh, that, Or yeah. this movie. rather. This movie is.
2: Yes. I Just, I did that in the in an episode recently, and I heard it the other day, and I was like, damn it, I meant movie. But yes, I do that all the time. <laughs> this movie definitely has the feel of of like Resident Evil without all of the Resident Evil like zombies and monsters
0: and yeah, shit <laughs> without any of the entertainment
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, at least not
0: the entertainment that you would strange- hope
1: intentional entertainment yes.
2: yeah strange that you bring that up I actually watched just because I was like I I know that it's so such a piece of shit but I love it I actually watched Resident Evil last night the first Resident Evil movie well, why would you do that because to it's so hilariously bad it really the other ones aren't like that i can't watch any of the other ones but that resident evil one makes me laugh so much i love it
0: it's i haven't watched it since it originally came out in theaters but i would be curious to rewatch it now not having expectations of any sort yeah but uh, it was that and silent hill that burned me where i was just like no i'm done with video game movies forever
2: we actually covered we did video game adaptations a couple months ago we Uh, covered silent hill I actually didn't mind it if it wasn't a Silent Hill movie, like right,
1: like as a standalone movie, it might be okay. But as a movie adaptation of this thing that you love, it falls flat, which is how I felt about The Shining the first time yep, I saw The Shining, yep, yep, even I though that's that. objectively a great movie.
2: Right, right, no, but I can understand definitely that feeling, and and like Alex you do, is
1: making a really gross face right now because
2: like I've always been on this, but I also saw. The Shining by Stanley Kubrick before I ever... Same here. And I, I don't, mm. I've never read the book, so I don't have the same connection to Stephen King's. Was yeah. that face
1: a reaction to Kevin liking Silent Hill or to me S- saying I didn't like The Shining the first time I saw it? Oh, to Kevin uh, <laughs> saying okay. that
0: this movie would be good under any circumstance. <laughs> the Wait, Silent no. Hill movie is completely... No, 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 much. no, no.
2: I was saying that it would have been better had it not been Silent Hill. Because and you no, took No, I think it would have
0: sucked. It still maybe it still would have
2: sucked, but at least it, like I think that the my biggest problem with it is that it takes a bunch of shit from the games and doesn't even check to see like what it has to do with the games like Pyramid Head and the sexy nurse. Like, and, oh, this
1: thing is cool imagery, let's throw right. that in there. And it's I like, mean,
2: oh no, that has something to do with a totally different game than the one you're basing this movie off of. I, I get
0: that, but at the same time, it was one of those things where it's like, that movie is, or game, I'm um, getting this all screwed up, <laughs> that game is so cinematography heavy, mm-hmm. like just just turn that into port, a movie.
2: Port the game into a movie, the same thing movie, that I have an issue
0: with like, uh, movies based off of comic books, is you already have a storyboard right there, just... Film yeah. it shot for shot. That's I not have, asking too much.
2: Uh, yeah, I've, like I've never been able to get through Watchmen. I can't even get past. I get through like the opening, that like famous opening credits yeah. scene, and then I start watching the first scene and I shut it off <laughs> every time. And it's just like I'm like I can't do it. I just it, and it feel like it that one, in a weird way, does that, but totally like misses what's important about Watchmen at the same time. But it it. it that's the one thing that I will give it credit for from as much as I've seen of it is that it definitely was like let's storyboard the movie based on the comic yeah same
0: with Sin City Mm -hmm. where it actually did try to have a same similar aesthetic to the original content and
2: just maybe cut a bit of the like internal monologue back (laughs) yeah I mean
0: I I don't blame for Watchmen them cutting things down and leaving things out because it's like yeah I mean if you included everything it would be an hour long Or an hour longer than it already right. is, which is, like, about, I think, two hours, My like that. main
2: gripe with it is just the ending. And not to get big into it, I like the original way the ending happened, not the way they tweaked it. Yeah. No, I, I prefer so, that, too. Yeah. But, I mean,
0: at the same time, I can kind of forgive it just because it's, like... It's a
2: movie. Yeah. You know? So, it's, like, yeah, it's... It, it. When I was younger, it was, like, unforgivable. Now that I'm, like, older, I'm, like, I really don't have... I don't really, yeah. shouldn't really care about that. In terms like, of
0: superhero movies that <clears throat> try to be faithful to the content that it's derived from, I'm thinking, like, eh, it's not, not bad.
2: Yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. pretty good true. in
0: comparison to pretty much everything else.
2: It's interesting, too, that we're bringing up Alan Moore uh, because actually in Street Trash, or not in Street Trash, but uh, in, um, related to it, in uh, his comic book Swamp Thing, there was an issue that featured homeless guys being given toxic waste to drink. (laughs) (laughs) So Alan Moore is also relevant to tonight's episode in another way. Interesting. Um, So back to kind of back to really back to this movie, uh, Another little funny thing I loved at the end when they're like going in to get the president's daughter to the terrorist, there's that one guy with like a silenced sniper rifle that he uses at close range <laughs> inside of a building. When he just
1: takes out each terrorist yeah. one by one inside the sorry, house.
2: Whoa. The, I had kind of forgotten that happened when I was watching it today. I was like, holy shit, that's a sniper rifle. Like, he even is a scope. And then he's like in a room, like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we also haven't discussed the, the ending where the whole point of this movie is Hackstone is trying to kill Abdul and then finally at the end Abdul is like I'm just gonna kill myself and then Hackstone is like no don't do it I must save you yeah like
2: it was like they introduced the thread of he can't decide whether or not he wants him to die all of a sudden even though for the rest of the film it seemed like he was on the side of this guy should die
1: pretty clear about wanting him dead up until the moment that Abdul decided to let himself die
0: (laughs) I don't like how many bullets he took too. It that was pretty impressive.
2: Okay, it, it's funny because it reminded me of Have you ever seen Miller's Crossing? No, the Coen Brothers movie. It's fantastic. There's this scene in Miller's Crossing that's definitely played off for like black comedy, yeah. where all these cops are like positioned outside of this Irish bar, and they're all just unload into the bar all of a sudden. It's like, <laughs> and it, it literally looked like they had just cut. You could inter you could intersplice the two movies together, like going from Abdul being shot to the Miller's Crossing cops, because I literally when it cut I was like déjà vu, and I was like oh that's why because I just watched that movie, but uh, yeah that was like that was definitely excessive force I'd say. Um, there's well, also I love
0: the when he uh, he's helping uh, rescue the family. The guy who just unloads that into that guy into the pool? Yes. him like eight times seven, with a shotgun.
2: Seven shells. I, I counted today. I had to go back and count it. He shoots him once, and then he goes over the pool and unloads six more shells. Yeah,
1: and then just after me. he like unloads his entire gun into the guy who's already <laughs> dead floating in the pool, he says you, just made, you just made my day. As if this is like some catchphrase that he's trying yeah. to have, but he's an unimportant character. Yo. And this catchphrase has never been established. Nope,
2: It's so, it's so beautiful though. Yeah, <laughs> just, I laugh. That's another one of those moments where like every time I see it, I laugh because it's so over the top. He doesn't it's even
1: say the... it well. So it's not like you just made my day. Yeah. It's like you just yeah. made my or day. It's like, you made
0: my day. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me think of like with the absurd force that he uses just like rod and todd going like uh, stop it he's already dead
2: he's already dead yeah the, the, oh, that was like the hamburger character on crusty <laughs> burger yeah because there's also uh this movie also has a thing right after that when hackstone's going and like attacking everybody he goes and attacks the like the the lady terrorists <laughs> who's with them and uh it's a thing it's a this suspicion I have about Neil Breen's movies that half the time people think they're just shooting like a bunch of roll and then he puts it all in the movie so that's why there's so much repetition of the same line being there's a scene where uh, Hackstone grabs the lady terrorist and he's like alley up alley oop and I was like yeah, is that he's like, like
1: oh they'll cut that first part
2: totally nope. 100% <laughs> yep. and then they just love it in the movie I love it um it also has another like uh, a bad movie uh, trope that I see a lot, which is all almost I think all the guns have no muzzle flash. Yeah. I that's know, something
0: that was driving me absolutely yep, insane.
2: I know for all you gun people that real guns don't do that on film, but like <laughs> that's not the point. In movies, they do. It that's, should look a certain way. Yeah, Exactly. It creates a certain atmosphere and without it, it seems like their guns aren't real. Well,
1: speaking <laughs> of things not seeming real, what about the car explosion?
2: Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> that was so bad. They car cut to explosion. The explosion. Yeah.
1: Just like, overlay explosion oh, yeah, over God, car. you
2: but
0: you can't afford to Blow up some crappy little car. I feel
2: that was like the director's car. <laughs> it was like his sports car, and he's like, We're not blowing that yeah. up.
0: <laughs> also the whole scene was just a total disaster with yeah. like the, the shootout instead of the
2: mall yep. area yep. or whatever. Yeah, like, it was like a clothing store. Oh I
1: love that because the out? Yeah, the guns <laughs> are firing and the ladies in the clothing stalls hear people dying and getting shot and just start running out of the stalls yep. and immediately get shot Oh, no, they weren't down. even
0: running out they were just casually exiting <laughs> like the dressing room out. and just yeah. like walking out immediately like, get huh? shot like what are these maybe stouters? the
1: stalls were yeah they couldn't hear what was happening that's
0: <laughs> one explanation that would make so perfect maybe they
1: thought a movie was filming out there and yeah. they wanted to yeah.
2: get, yeah. get yeah. in, in it. Possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good um,
1: Though, given that the movie was called Terror in Beverly Hills, I thought it was going to be a lot more stuff like uh, that, like actual terror in yeah, Beverly Hills, I not imagine, just in the old Bean Factory.
0: Yeah. I, like I this could easily it, be terror in Idaho. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like I imagine there to be more of not that scene, but more of what happened in that particular scene, like. Shootouts on the streets of Beverly Hills, like they go to a big mansion.
1: Yeah, maybe Planet Hollywood. No, they
2: go to an old bean factory.
1: (laughs) Like you couldn't
2: get, you couldn't get two things that are more diametrically opposed to each other than Beverly Hills and an old bean factory. (laughs) They couldn't couldn't like like why not a a movie lot? They went they bring them to Hollywood. Perfect, but then, then I'm sure someone on set would have said to him, you know, "Uh, but then it would be terror in Hollywood, not terror in Beverly Hills, because yeah, I don't know. I guess the terror. It should have been Terror in the Old Bean Factory like, when we really get down uh, to it. Uh, let's remake uh,
0: Big Trouble in Little Bean Factory. I think that, that would be uh, totally worthwhile. Yeah. Time. Yeah,
2: I don't know, because that would be a much more racist version of Big Trouble in Little China, I feel like. Can it get
0: more racist? Not really. Yeah, I
2: mean, maybe. I don't know. It, it def- that movie definitely has its issues with race. So, but not as much as this movie.
0: Just out of curiosity, I don't know the version that you watched, but the version that we watched, the background music pretty much just drops off like about two thirds of the way through.
2: No, that's not what happened. Do you watch okay. it on Amazon yet? Yeah, we did. See, I watched I watched it on Amazon Prime. I don't know if that's What? Like, do you mean that the move that the music kept clipping? No, no. It just like pretty much the music just
0: Silent. Went down
2: to zero. Okay. So you could hear all the yes. dialogue. Yes, that did happen in this there was a okay. bunch of scenes where that happened. Yeah, yeah, like
1: they're walking around the house where the terrace are in and you can hear their footsteps and the sound of the <laughs> door opening, but there's just no yes. background music. Yep.
2: There's also a there's a part the part in the in Beverly Hills when they're playing is like smooth jazz music's playing in the <laughs> store the the background noise and I actually because I was trying to capture the smooth jazz music the background noise is louder than the than the music yeah. and it's it was hard to get like the actual sound of the of the music from that but um. Yeah, I also noticed that, like, I was saying there's clipping in this movie where, like, uh, the music will be playing. And it, it probably it's because probably it was a, a VHS rip that they got this from. Yeah. The the music just, like, like for one second, like, the song will be playing. And then it just, like, stops. And there's silence in the song for maybe a split second. And then the song keeps playing. I noticed that a bunch when I was trying to, like, get music. And instead of trying to fix it, I was like, I'm just going to leave it in because that shows Ed's how like, the charm yeah exactly I mean if
0: Amazon's not going to bother getting a DVD quality of this right. they're probably going to port a VHS tape yeah it, there it.
2: doesn't exist a quality yeah. I think that's the only place you're getting it
0: I highly doubt this came out on uh, Blu-ray or anything like
2: that yeah. I think it's I
1: only fair if you want to accurately represent the quality of this movie
2: <laughs> yeah true you gotta go straight to the source and that I mean, we are covering these we're covering these because it is e- 80s VHS classics. so this is definitely one of those. But next, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about our next movie tonight, Street Trash. Look, it's not my fault.
1: You got collision, right?
2: I want my money. Ow. 60 years old. Hey, Fred, early bird gets the worm, huh?
1: Yeah, you just want my one-eyed wonder worm, hey? Hey, come on.
0: I
2: read like old people's fuckers. I hate and his life them
1: goddamn
2: computers!
1: Can't deal with reality, Kevin. Well, what you staring at, bitch? You're robbing the store, young man, and I'm telling the manager.
0: I'd like to know what you're doing with all that chicken in your pants.
1: Say what? Them rasta Ferrari. Some stink bomb, you know? Real bad odor. Why don't you come in and call me, you fucking imbecile? Here's your booze. Wizzy, you
0: homo. God, it's like... He was a hitman over in there He was selling dope over
1: there too. <laughs> <laughs> he the
0: He's got a knife made out of human femur bones. Sounds like my kind of guy.
2: Get the fuck out of here.
0: Street trash.
2: Here's your booze. Suck your own dick,
0: you schmuck.
2: All right, look, Ed. I'm gonna level with you. All right. I had a shitty day. I don't care. My brother's giving me shit. Your brother's giving me shit? A cop's on my ass. A on and head. a hitman tried to kill me. <laughs> oh, fucking K? Yeah, oh, fucking K. Oh, fucking K. You've been drinking too much of this shit, you lunatic. Turn around, you prick, you!
0: I'll bite your heart!
2: Street Trash is a 1987 body horror black comedy film. Uh, It stars Tony Darrow, Mike Lackey, Bill Sheppel, Jane Arakawa, Vic Noto, and I mean I don't even know why I'm naming these people because like literally the only people who were ever in other movies were Tony Darrow and Vic Noto, but anyway, these guys were all in the movie. It was directed by James R. Murrow and written by Roy Fumkis and it had five taglines. Because I don't know why. Uh, They are things in New York are about to go down the toilet. Prepare for a molten hobo holocaust. (laughs) Just when you thought you'd seen it all. That's it. That was one of them. It melts. That was another one. If you've never seen a melt movie before... Be prepared.
1: See, I really love that one because I guess I didn't realize that melt movie was yeah. a thing. Maybe is that it. a thing?
2: It is. It didn't <laughs> did not dawn on me either until I started looking up this movie, and it said I think on Wikipedia in like the first paragraph it was like this is from the genre known as melt
0: movies. I can only think of one other movie that I could consider that which Chud is Blob. Oh, Chud too. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay. All right. laughs> that's two. Uh, the it's
1: blob actually great, also yes great, though cuz i think i just discovered a genre that yeah. i really like and need yeah. to look into more i'm going to have
0: to see what else i can find on imdb
1: that's right? this genre
2: yeah it didn't have sadly it didn't have like a its own wikipedia page like road movies or samurai movies but yes it is a i guess a genre and the um the synopsis quick synopsis is a liquor store owner sells alcoholic beverages to homeless people unaware of what the bottles actually contain toxic brew. Which, which is really
1: selling it short. Because yeah. they're calling it toxic. Yeah,
2: it's way worse than toxic.
0: Yeah, you're like, not just going to get like a, you know, a lump on your testicle. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
2: Your... Or like some like, you know, bad like skin reaction. No, this is going to literally kill you very quickly.
1: Neon multicolored melting explosions.
2: Yes. I feel like there was a lot of paint used in the special effects. Like oh, it, absolutely. There's a lot in the... It, there, it, especially there was one scene where I think his name's Wizzy. He's like when he dies, and he's like pulling at his chest, and I was yeah. like, that is literally just layers of paint. And it, <laughs> I've ugh. never
1: seen deaths be so colorful. Yeah, and honestly, it was beautiful. It was th- really good.
2: I
0: think they took the Evil Dead Two approach, where it's mm. like supposedly I don't know if it's true or not. They ran out of red blood, so they started using like all sorts of other shades yep. to sp- spray um, uh, Campbell with. And I think that they just did that from the get-go. They were like, let's just make this as colorful as we possibly can. Let's save a couple bucks.
2: Right. Well, there's also the famous psycho thing where Hitchcock, I guess, used chocolate syrup for blood. Yeah, yeah. And there's also the fact, I also like that in uh, The Thing, the guy they used a ton of food product in the special effects in that movie.
1: I mean, Um, didn't they use bubble gum for the head?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, the, the stuff and it's it I don't know, it makes so much sense to me cuz like I I worked in for a while I worked in food service and I did uh I cleaned grills and I did wash dishes. So like food g- grossness like really yeah. gets to me. Well, it's <laughs> kind
1: of funny because in every commercial for food, it's not real food, and in movies of things that aren't food, it is food. Yeah.
2: And and like now that is now that I have like when I found that out about how they like basically paint the the food and like they put all this chemical on top of it to make it look so shiny and perfect that when i see a food commercial now it, it has the opposite effect it, like it's not not appetizing because yeah. like, did
1: thick. you know that ice cream is usually mashed potatoes yeah. and whipped cream is usually uh shaving cream yeah
2: yep there's tons of stuff like that these tricks these dirty tricks <laughs> they use um, did you know that the word fuck is spoken is spoken 80, 128 times? I'm sorry. I fucked that up so much.
0: you fucking imbecile. Did you
2: know that the word fuck is spoken 128 times in this movie? That does not surprise me. That was some trivia that I found. In one bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they do swear a lot. This movie, uh, if you, didn't, you couldn't tell from any point in this movie, it takes place in New York. Because uh, everybody in it has the best, ba- like just the most New York accent. Ever. you and what are you gonna do? Have him dragged off by the police? You wouldn't do something that lousy.
1: Don't change channels, honey, because I'm gonna take this finger and put it on that dial and do it.
2: No, you are not, because you can't afford to lose me right
1: now. I'm running the place. You wouldn't know what to do without me. I'm still not entirely sure what the the plot is of this movie, because there's a the running <laughs> plot with the police officer chasing this guy, but then at some point he dies, and that's just. The yeah, the cop gets yeah
2: he gets stabbed by the by the bad guy. There's well, the
1: like main character kind okay, of okay. Yeah,
2: it kind of had the same problem as Terror, where there's a lot of different like main characters or just uh, you know primary characters running around the film doing different things and crossing each other's paths. Because like yeah, you had well because you had Freddy. Right on, baby. And he's yep. really our main character, I think.
0: Which I do have to say, when it came to Freddie, uh, having watched Manos: The Hands of Fate before this movie, I just kept thinking, like, why are his his thighs so so thick? Like, well, he, yeah. I want to hear boop 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 boop, boop and like <laughs> yeah, exactly. while he worked. Like, <laughs>
2: he looked. If for begin- those of you who have never seen Manos: The Hands of
0: Fate, I am Torgo i take care of the place while the master is away
2: he looked exactly like that character from that movie i forget his name but the like torgo the doorman basically the little the, renfield to the, the, the bad master. guy the master oh, yeah touch your he literally me. was the master doesn't like children I know, the, one of the first things i said when i was first watching it i was like i really hope this movie follows the adventures of this excitable <laughs> tramp like i was so afraid he was gonna die like at the very beginning yeah. And thank God Freddy did not. He lived throughout the whole movie uh, because just the the whole beginning of the movie, he was just like trying to steal alcohol and running around, taking money from from Wizzy, who was a bum robbing another bum, and he steals from that.
1: He just wants a drink, and yeah. he keeps almost dying because he's going to drink this right. toxic well, that, honestly, alcohol. Honestly, to
2: answer your earlier question, I think think that would be the plot of this movie, is hobos drinking, yeah. essentially, and then dying uh, if they drink the wrong stuff. Because um, there's also, like, there's the scene where he drinks, uh, I think his name is Bert or something, his, his other friend there. He drinks it with a gas mask. He drinks that guy's pee. That
1: stuff's been aging for about five <laughs> years. <laughs> Bought that whiskey since I was living on <sighs> 7th and 48
2: Because he's like, oh, did you pee in this? And he's like, yeah, a little bit to thin it out. Like, <laughs> So they're constantly drinking different things and different alcoholic Beverages well, gets the job done. Yeah, I mean,
0: you hear about like homeless people drinking uh, mouthwash. Right, That's right, totally a thing.
2: Um, I do think this movie was like weirdly—it was kind of the same thing that that in the last movie that it had the problem with which side it was on: terrorists versus uh, good guys with hobos versus non-hobos. Right,
1: because the hobos were definitely not good guys.
2: No, but some of them were, like Kevin, Freddie's little brother with his Denny voice. And both of them, I gotta point this out, they had the highest pitched voices of any man I've ever heard.
1: I couldn't even watch Godzilla movies without him screaming. Dad really didn't let you watch Godzilla movies? You were doing the backstroke in his balls, don't you remember?
2: Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just re- it really stands out in a movie when you have a character who's like,
1: oh, "Hi, buddy. I'm Freddie."
2: Yeah, it's I will
1: funny. say I did really like their hobo trash palace. Yeah, it was pretty cozy. I would live there. there. Yeah,
2: it kind of reminded me of that show, *Craig of the Creek*, a little bit. I don't know if you ever watched that show. It's a Cartoon Network show, but it was like he was very cozy. Yeah, um, and like uh, they, had those, they had that poster on the wall with all the ladies. The, popless women i don't know if you got that it was like a must have been some sort of like beer promotional poster or something but uh i would describe this movie also as it's sort of like a hobo mad max in a weird way yeah like there's so there's the the bad guy whose name is bronson uh played by vic noto who i looked up and was surprised to find out was in lots of other movies after this he actually was pretty successful always as, like, some random big thug-type character who gets, like, knocked out by the good
1: guy. Yeah, boss. The, uh... B-52, the dog fuck Out of a hospital, man, with 300 doctors and patients. It was a war atrocity! It was a fucking war atrocity! Civilians, women and children!
2: Yeah, he he had a lot of, like... Names that weren't like a character name, no, you know, no. you know, like guy, <laughs> big man, or something like that. Um, but uh, and he's he's very off putting. Uh, it's it, him and his, like, uh, I called her the Gimp, I didn't know what, what her name was, but <laughs> his, his dirty, like, diaper wearing girlfriend, girlfriend lady, girlfriend lady yeah. like, slave who worshiped him. Victim, yeah, it was, uh, it, but it was very And mad don't Max.
1: forget yeah. his femur carved into a knife
0: he's got a, he's got a knife made out of human
2: femur bones. <laughs> yes. I <want> that yeah. <laughs> and then that, that one corner was like i like how this i like this guy it sounds cool or whatever he said yeah that was very weird and the first time i saw it i didn't realize it was a knife so i was like why does he have a bone in a holster <laughs> um, but yeah he was very off-putting he's like i guess a vietnam veteran who r- runs a squad of other Ex, uh, v- you know, or yeah, Vietnam veterans, um, who live in a you know in a car parts, auto yeah, body, like a, like
1: a car, used car dump, yeah, basically. Yeah,
2: but I'm like, who lets them live there? Like, why is that guy? He's just okay with them? Like,
0: uh, it was the '80s, it was <laughs> a different time. You know, as long as they're paying rent. True, true. Let them live there and rape each other. Yeah, yeah, I
1: mean, the fat man who owned the dump, I think all he cared about was trying to rape the girl who worked for him. Didn't really care about all the hobos running their hobo murder. I I also feel like
2: it was kind of like weirdly implied that like uh, Kevin, Freddy's little brother, like worked odd jobs for him because there's that one scene where he like runs up with money and he's like hey he paid me to like he said I can't remember what he says something he's like he paid me to do something with the cars so like I feel like they like let him live there and then like they have him like do like odd jobs or something
1: I think the most disturbing scene was probably the one where Uh, Freddie brings home the drunk woman and then she falls asleep and all the hobos literally rip apart his trash palace and drag her out to rape her but the thing about that that was so amazing was it felt very like day of the dead to me yeah. it's like they were almost zombies like, like right, reaching their right. hands in through the boards and tearing apart his home so Yo, they could his, get this woman
2: his home made of tires yeah and, uh, <laughs> and in car. yeah yeah that okay yeah that whole scene the first time i saw it i was like whoa because it, it also weirdly like i remember watching the first part of it where they're like looking through and the camera's like you can see they're like having sex through the tires and I was like, "This is already uncomfortable, but I like yeah. already know where it's going. and I will give the movie credit that they did not show. They only later mentioned what happened with the hobos. Like it was like, you know what's gonna happen. It went you know, like just it like started to happen, and then it got like it was like the movie realized how bad this was.
1: if I'm remembering this right, <laughs> didn't the hobo then find like the lady's dead body and was like, Welp, You're not going to let this dead body oh, go to waste. Don't you have a heart under there somewhere? Why should I? Mm. They're all bums. They're runaways. They'll be bums if someone don't care for them.
0: My two sons went to trade school. One in restaurant management, the other is a custodial engineer
2: at the IBM building, and they ain't bums, so how come? Maybe they didn't have a father as wonderful as you. Uh, hey, it's fine. Isn't a custodial engineer uh, a God bless you. But yes, it's really it's warm. part oh. of the literally 40 minutes of scenes that are just, they get worse and worse. And maybe not even worse and worse, but they just try to outdo each other on how much awful like, things. This
1: makes me uncomfortable. Let me skip ahead to skip all this Right. Fra- Still happening. Yeah, yeah. Ten minutes later. Yeah. Still happening. Well, it's like <laughs> a first date it,
2: movie. <laughs> it's a it's a scene of that happens with the hobos. And then it's the scene where the big fat guy is assaulting the Japanese woman. And then there's the scene where the, li- really like happening together, basically, is the scene where it's implied the big fat guy then goes and has sex with a corpse that he finds while the other guys <laughs> cut off a dude's penis and play catch with it. Well, like the, the
0: monkey in the middle. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, like almost like a it's like a slower version of the benny hill theme plays like (laughs) this is like there's also another the, the music in this film is really great there's another part uh my other favorite scene from this movie is where uh, Bert goes into the grocery store to steal the chicken, and like mm-hmm. the little old white lady yells at him and stuff. Cause throughout this whole scene, there's like this oboe music playing <laughs> that's like, and it's so fucking. Oh man, it just doesn't. It like fits, but it doesn't. A
0: nice break though from like the grisly. Yeah, of What's happening in this movie? something That's so goofy and comical. Exactly. Juxtaposed between. Rape and murder yeah. constantly. Well, and all the
1: things like, oh, that I'm happen are so horrible, but portrayed in such an absurd way oh, yeah. that it makes it um, just amusing. Well, even
2: in that little end scene where uh, the the, the fast talking doorman guy is talking to Mr. Duran, who we're going to talk about in a little bit on this on this episode because he's another one of my favorite parts of this movie. But they're having that conversation, and he just off like offhandedly is like, "Oh, when they raped your girl, raped and murdered your girlfriend." God bless you and there's so many moments like that where it i and i definitely think that it's intended to be like that like sort of anti-comedy dark comedy like because it's the same thing in the scene with the fat guy and the japanese woman like the music does not fit what's going on and i think that's intentional not like it's it's nuanced rather than just like accidentally stupid yeah
0: without doubt like this movie is Fully self-aware. I mean, you get a guy who flushes his own melting body down the toilet. Like, don't expect it to be a serious (laughs) movie. We also,
2: so we we also got to talk about the cop, the, like, main cop. um, Yeah, yeah. Who who has a a couple of the other greatest lines. Like, when he says, I read like old people fuck. We need now. Who found it? It's on the chart.
1: Hey, come on. I read like old people fuck. (laughs)
2: The doorman saw a young bearded derelict taking her away. Is
1: that to say that he reads a lot? Or is he trying to say he doesn't read? Because old people fuck a lot.
2: Well, see, I. Well, this was the 80s. Yeah.
1: Before Viagra.
2: (laughs) Well, there's a. See, there's a George Carlin joke where he said, You drive like old people fuck slow and sloppy. So that was like mm-hmm. to me that would be the end of that joke, whatever it is. So I guess he reads slow and sloppy. <laughs>
1: um,
2: hey, come on. Or something along and those he's, lines. He's dyslexic. Or or and I guess just like the 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 uh, other way to say it is is they don't. I guess is the other way you could look at it or whatever. That, um, that was my interpretation. Yeah, of that. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I don't fine. read. Yeah, <laughs> but he he also has maybe the greatest single back and forth in the whole movie, which is with the uh, like, I guess you'd call her the shrewish woman. Officer, he's in tremendous pain, can't you do something? Lady, I can only take one person at a time. Uh, Who's like, I'm going to talk now, when the guy guy gets melted by the hobo (laughs) and he's like running on the street and then this woman runs up and she's like, is it, now it's my turn to talk. Can I talk now? She's going back and forth with the cop and he literally says, to she says, first she says, I, you're the kind of cop who would pull me over just to rape me, and then he says, "How am I, I lady? How do I know you don't have a cock?"
0: Because he's a male. Did anybody throw anything? No, it just suddenly happened. Suddenly.
1: Can I talk now? Uh, Why don't you do something for this man and stop following the rules, lady? What's the difference between you and a tape recorder except that I can't shut you off? You know, you're the type of cop that would use a traffic violation as a rules to pull me over and rape me. Baby, I'm sure you don't got a cock. Oh no! <laughs>
2: I heard that and I fucking died. I was like that is insane dialogue right there. <laughs> Holy shit. This give this movie all the Oscars. It's, it's,
0: it's, it's a disappointment almost in a certain sense that we will never have something this trashy no, and awful again. No, exactly. Like, outside of the 80s is the only time frame that we're ever going to have yeah, where it's yeah. like, acceptable to just be this much garbage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I kind of want to bring that back. To a slight degree,
2: yeah, look, but I I definitely you know, I miss, or I should say I definitely miss this. Like in terms of how newer films are, like because I feel like you definitely like I was telling you about that movie Cold Skin earlier, and the thing was like I wanted to watch that movie because it it looked a little bit like it was gonna have it was tri- like from the poster it looked like it was trying to tap in to that era. Yeah, it wasn't that type of movie at all. But that, like, so whenever I see something, I'm like, ooh, I really hope this is, like, a good sort of throwback to what I would say is more the, the practical effects era, really. Like, because there's plenty of movies that try to do that, but oh, I know. that don't actually go the full Monty. You yeah, well, it's, uh, I
0: mean, it's, it's, like, almost impossible nowadays to do that kind of thing. Which is why I think that we should be uh, giving cameras and alcohol to homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> to come up with their own society
2: of... Yeah. Uh,
1: just make films. street trash the documentary. Yes, exactly. They
2: already did that. It's called the like meltdown something, and it's a documentary about street trash. <laughs> which I was that's why I was meant. I sort of mentioned it. When we were talking about the the troll two, <clears throat> documentary. It's sort of like that. They went and found a bunch of the people who are in the movie. I didn't never yeah. seen it. I just looked it up and read a little about it. So, so, so like that's for a bunch of the people who are in the movie. That's their only other IMDb credit. Yeah. <laughs> so but uh there are some like some pretty oh uh so another one of my favorite little like moments cuz there's so many like this movie has like so many lines that are are like really like inconceivable and then just completely like they they're never brought up again and they never referenced in any other way but they're so perfect one of my favorites is when uh the bad guy i guess you call him the the homeless guy is like um he, he's smacking around his like you know slave girl diaper and, slave yeah, yeah diaper slave and then <laughs> his his uh his his buddy uh whatever Wizzy, ah! come Wizzy comes up and he's like yeah you should get rid of her or kill her or whatever <laughs> and he grabs him and he goes she handles my business
1: accounts <laughs> I was does, like, does oh? he have a bank account that's what I said, but at the, the, the same like he, time, he the, lives in a car park, right? But the
2: character is so unhinged that, like, I was like, it fits and yeah, it, like it totally fits, yeah. <laughs> it's but, one of those um, movies
0: that, that is fantastic to put on in the background when you're having like people over just to.
2: You know, tune in and out. And, yeah, yeah, and
0: pay attention every once in a while. Do mm-hmm. you have that moment where everyone actually,
1: stops talking for a second, and then you just hear something so yeah, ridiculous? Yeah, like, What the fuck?
2: the yeah, exactly. <laughs> for this, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, like Bert is another character I love in this movie. Uh, like that whole, like I said, the whole scene in the in the grocery store is fantastic. There's also <laughs> another little part that I love is what he's like thinking about the the cop that I guess he ran into, which I still don't remember when. I don't think it actually happens in the movie. I feel like it was actually cut out, but he references it, and he's like, I remember where I saw that cop. He busted me 50 or 60 <laughs> times.
1: Shit, now I remember where I seen that son of a bitch. What son of a bitch? Who? That big cop that's been hanging around here lately. <laughs> or more, and I was like, how did you not remember? it's like you wouldn't have trouble remembering his face. Yeah, he's like your
2: arch nemesis, dude. <laughs> like, and then in that same scene, he says, "Rasta Ferrari," <laughs> and
0: I'm Rasta Ferrari.
2: And yeah, so that was fantastic. There's also there's the scene with the uh, the dream about vampire Viet Cong.
0: Oh yeah, that was fantastic. You know, Just and, to explore uh, what's his name Bronson's uh, backstory yeah, his, and all and, that. Yeah, like, his psychosis and yeah. stuff. There were some yeah. good shots in that mm-hmm. weird little dream sequence.
2: Which then leads up to him having, like, a weird dream sex scene with, the, with uh, Jane Arakawa. I forget her character's name. I mean, most of the characters weren't actually named. Like, at yeah. one point, I, I said to Olivia, I was like, I think Freddie's the only character's name I know at this point. Uh, Wendy was her name. She, um... Uh, oh, fuck oh yeah she's like a, a viet Cong in his memory and yep. then she like he like throws her on the ground stabs his knife in the ground like leans down pulls her shirt off and she jumps up and sucks his nipple <laughs> <laughs> like i was like <laughs> or bites it i guess because then he goes ah and, like screams as an explosion are going off in the background yeah. and we had to like rewind that like five or six times because i was like who at first i was like who is that guy and it dawned on me in the next scene where he had another flashback, I was like, oh, that's Bronson. Yeah. Because without the beard, I was like, who the fuck is that guy? Is that another character that's being introduced? But yeah, so that whole nipple, the nipple play, I was like, what, what was that? Um, but I'm so, I'm, I am really glad that it was in the movie because it was fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. This, this whole movie just seems like a bunch of disjointed ideas that have right, all been right. mashed together into one kind of horrible wonderful like dream of a lunatic mm. of something mm. or something or yeah. something
1: like I said there wasn't so much a plot as just people running around doing various things right. that happen to coincide with each right, other right right
2: well I'd say it's like okay if I had to explain it quick it'd be like there's there's a bum <laughs> or a hobo I don't know what to say like because I don't want to offend anybody like homeless people that's a real problem like But, like, there's, like, a hobo empire or, like, society. There's also pleasant society, and these two are separated. And uh, so, like, the hobos, though, they live in peace with the humans. And and, um, (laughs) so, so, uh, so, like, basically, uh, like, uh, there's there's a guy who finds a crate of 60-year-old alcohol that kind of, I think, it's called Tenafly Viper, and I think it's supposed to sort of be like a takeoff on like the old medicine man type medicine yeah. show things. He finds this crate and he decides, hey, I'm going to sell this to you know this for a dollar and basically poison people. But he doesn't know it's actually going to you know, harm people like it is. And then the rest of the movie is really Freddy getting into situations where he is not able to drink the Viper drink because like there's like this there's like a scene where he gets a bottle somebody steals it there's another one where he goes to buy one and the liquor store is closed like so it keeps being everything else that happens is really doesn't matter it's just that he keeps getting someone else to drink the bottle or you know via either trying to or by no fault of his own
1: which finally leads up to a final showdown between him and bronson
2: yes there's also, first, there's also the, the showdown with him in, in Wizzy, which I love because he's like, it, like he sees Wizzy. And there's also the great thing where they, they pick Wizzy up, the cops, and they give him new clothes in a shower and throw him in the back of a car. And he like wakes up. And so he see, the, Freddy sees Wizzy and he's like, oh, because huh. like, he just saw the other guy like blow up. And I, I was just going to mention, this guy was credited as uh, exploding. Um, what was the word they used? Oh, my God. Derelict. Exploding derelict. I can only
0: hope to have yeah. my name so, attached to credit so that. So,
2: Freddie, I guess, realizes that, 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 that it's the drink that does that. And he sees Wizzy and he's like, oh, I'm going to make Wizzy. I'm going to kill Wizzy, literally.
1: <laughs> this is our hero, by he, the way. This is our hero. This
2: is Freddie. And then the way he does it is so weird. Instead of just like, literally, he could have just gone kind of been like, hey, Wizzy, drink this. And he probably would have done it. He, like starts walking the street going Wizzy's stupid he's an <laughs> asshole he's a homo and then Wizzy comes and starts beating him up and then Bert shows up and saves him and so like he's like don't let him drink the drink Bert gets knocked out then he like there's so much extra added into that one little scene and I, I just love everything about it um but yeah so that then that, that leads to the, the epic showdown where he chucks a bottle of <coughs> it in Bronson's head, <laughs> and Bronson,
1: <laughs> which isn't a, enough to take out Bronson, even no. though his head partially melts. No, exactly. Yeah,
0: well, it's just, it, it, like, melts it just his a face. flesh wound. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you have to kill him jaw style mm-hmm. with uh, oh, compressed air canister, god, <laughs> completely <laughs> knocking his head off into nothing.
2: When I saw that for the first time, which was about, I think it's about like a minute or two before, because it's like I saw the blue canisters when Bronson starts chasing him through this area. So there's still the whole chase scene um but i knew i was like that they gotta use yeah. one of those there's another really funny thing in that chase scene so like kevin is running away from him he like crawls through a thing and then bronson like kicks down the wall and then it cuts to kevin like sneaking into a corner and then he cuts back and bronson's just gone <laughs> and i was like what happened did he like not see him like i guess and then Bronson like pops out of nowhere, so i I think it was actually that Bronson was like playing mind games with him or something, and it but it just made no sense because before yeah. that he was just like trying to chase him and, and and after that too, like bloodthirstily trying to chase him down, and then for one second, he's like, "I know I'm just play head games
0: and I don't think there's there's much point in trying to think about uh, too much continuity for this movie, yeah, or reasons yeah, for why I mean, things happen just happens, mm. just roll with the punches right
2: and <laughs> And just, yeah, see where it takes you. I will say, uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up before I get into the last thing that I want to talk about tonight is the varying levels of guys peeing on each other for dominance. Oh, there's so much. Yeah, because like, the cop beats that dude up that we were talking about where he, we talked about it in the last movie because he's, he does the same thing where he's like, would you rather, like... You, you, would you rather be arrested or something or die a man? And even though the guy has him dead to rights with a gun, he's like, okay, let's fist fight instead. Yep. And then the cop beats him up and pisses, drags him into a urinal and pisses on him.
1: And <laughs> then vomits on him.
2: That's what best was. Right. He just fucking straight
0: up <laughs> beats someone up and pukes yep. on their yep. face. Sticks
1: yep. <laughs> his, his, his finger down his, throat, his throat, throat to make himself vomit <laughs> on <laughs> him.
2: Bronson and him have their epic showdown, like you're saying, where <laughs> Bronson stabs. His femur knife directly into the cop's spine, and he somehow isn't imme- like immediately dead/slash paralyzed, and then beats the crap out of the cop, and then pisses on him. And I guess the cop was dead after that because you never see him again. Yeah, that's so. the end of the
1: cop, yes. which is, is great because you think the cop <coughs> is a somewhat primary character, no, and then he's no. dead.
2: <laughs> and then, like we said, there's the, that another amazing moment. So he, he gets by the, the, the canister, <laughs> like he said. And then Wendy runs over his decapitated head and he looks up her skirt and smiles and dies. <laughs> and we're not even done because also, we have to talk about Mr. Duran. Turn
0: around you prick you, I'll bite your heart. You call me mr duran and listen to everything i say
1: listen
2: I okay because because he's really what closes up the movie so he's the mobster who was in a ton like i saw him and i'm like i know this guy yeah and i was like i know him from like a really like not just a good movie like he's in one of my favorite movies what is it and i was like it's gotta be a mafia movie he's in fucking goodfellas real yes oh he's like one of the smaller mobster roles but he is in goodfellas and like a bunch of other he's in like small time crooks he's in like all of these movies always playing a mobster so he is like this he is, first of all, he gets his own credit. At the end of the credits, he gets a and Tony Duran as, or, um, I'm sorry, Tony Darrow. <coughs> Tony Darrow or Darrow, Uh As, as Mr. Duran. He also sings the, the ending theme.
0: And this ain't no
2: gag. So big mouth. What else could go wrong? in character and I was so fucking happy about that I like couldn't contain myself so it reminded me sort of of like how I've never played Portal yep. or um uh, uh, Double Dragon Neon both of those games end with like the the uh, boss character you've just defeated singing about how you're an asshole <laughs> and you beat the game and it's basically kind of what that song is it's him singing about like in character singing about what just happened in the, the the movie which is him drinking the viper and and melting um and yeah i was so blown away by that i was like i cannot believe the movie ends like this this is fucking brilliant so yeah i really loved this movie uh, thank you so much
0: i glad you liked it yeah I'll try to think of some other trash so
2: that i can send you Definitely. Right. i can't guarantee anything that has melted people well, we can definitely... I'm going to have to look
1: up melt movies to see what else is out there. We'll
2: definitely find some more melt movies. Like I, we were saying earlier, Chud is one that's kind of...
1: I it, mean, maybe melt t- movies uh, would be a good theme. Yeah, the, um,
2: <laughs> the the toxic Avenger movies are kind of... Which is
0: something that this this whole movie with the... um, I thought it was a trauma movie. Yeah. Until I looked that up earlier today, and it was like, no, it just has the asshole mayor, and it's just like, yep, exactly. was this not a trouble movie?
2: Like, I, li- me too. I, I was Who funded this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And, and it, it, honestly, because of the the asshole mayor character, I was yeah. like, this. The fact that it did that it wasn't was very very surprising. Um, and and honestly, just even without that character, it, it probably would have. I would have felt like it was like, yeah, maybe at least some of the same people might have worked on it or something like that like you would crew people
0: it's just so absur- absurd that there's like only a handful of human beings on earth that I would think would actually want to make a movie like, like this yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I think it's probably it's cause it's it, I think I was saying this earlier to you guys at one point it's kind of more like or I was saying to somebody it's kind of more like an art film Yeah. than movies like it um and i think it takes like it takes more shots at b movies than like your traditional good bad b movie that's not that's trying to be a great movie like this is one of the movies that i think is trying to be a bad movie for laughs and it nails it yeah i don't think oh, it yeah. takes
1: itself too seriously no
2: exactly and it's not trying to be like you know it's not trying to be the thing, but I think it's using a lot of the same, like...
1: It's not Tommy Wiseau thinking yeah. that he's oh making God. an amazing yeah, movie. Yeah, I to
0: see Tommy Wiseau in this movie. <laughs> it would be pretty it yeah. would be, like, A+. Plus. Like, <laughs> I, will, I will empty my entire bank account to see Straight Trash starring Tommy right? Wiseau.
2: <laughs> well, it, it does... Both, both these movies also had a bit of that, like... The things that I love the most, I think, about these movies is the delivery... Yeah. Of, like, really, really poor actors. Like, when, there's, like, two actors in, like, a really emotional scene, but they're delivering every line like this with no emotion, just kind of talking. And you're like, but you're saying really heady stuff. Or, like, someone, like, says, like swears, but they're like, I fucking don't believe it. And you're like, sounds like you do. <laughs> like, it's just... There, there, there's something charming about that that I really, really enjoy. I was to say it's, it's a uh, genuineness, and yeah. I think that even though this movie isn't isn't genuine in that way, it is genuine in like its own way, and that's, I don't know, that's really cool. It makes it really appealing to me. So like, like I, said, I watched it two days in a row, and I'm definitely this is definitely one that I'll put on from time to time. It's
0: definitely one of those movies where it's like this will nothing like this will ever be made
2: again. No. It's not
0: possible. As much as I wish that I could go back in time and make 20 of these movies, it's not going to happen. And it's probably a good thing that it will never be recreated because it's just, it's, you know, like I said before, it's one of those movies that's wonderful to have on for a party or when you're just BSing with your friends. But you actually sit down and watch it. There's a lot of comedy, but there's also some really gross, disgusting stuff going on where you're just like... Yeah,
2: yeah, disturbing.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, which I don't think anyone wants to even come close to uh, tackling nowadays. and I don't blame you. Right, and like... It's it's, not worth the
2: trouble. It's kind of similar to... So, like, I met you guys through uh, Russ and uh, Emily, and it's kind of similar to the movie they always play at their Thanksgiving thing, Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. Where I'm like, some... I feel like most people would be okay with like 50% of what happens in that movie but like there's another disturbing 50% of that movie yeah. that like just I it's yeah this wouldn't be a movie I, I would necessarily show to anyone but I'd show it to my friends like, yeah, definitely. Because there, there'd be a lot of there'd be some splaining to do when yeah. it came to certain.
1: But things. also, it's a great movie to put on and make fun of with people. But like, tr- if you were to try to sit down by yourself and just watch it with no, no distractions, yeah, never it that
0: way. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, yeah. that's part of what uh, I, what cracked me up. If I didn't mention it earlier, is we had our buddy over who doesn't like horror movies, and I hadn't watched this movie in about a decade. I remembered the melting people. And that's mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it was not that much of a horror movie. was more silly and goofy. Right, right. I remember the throwing the penis around. But <laughs> everything else I'd completely forgotten until he's sitting down watching and I'm like, what have I done? Like, what am I doing to right. this person that great. I'm friends with great right now? Great
1: second <laughs> impression. Yeah, right? <laughs> on
0: someone's face <clears throat> after you beat the shit exactly. out of them.
1: After going on about how much you love this movie and it's such a great movie. I know, I know. <laughs> right.
2: another it's funny that just reminded me of another thing that I thought of today when I was watching it uh, specifically in the scenes with with Bronson and his like society I was like I wonder if this place is like sort of adjacent to the little like shanty town in They Live that Roddy Piper (laughs) (laughs) when Keith David lived in I was like I was like because it was like, like I don't know I know I mentioned it earlier but I was like that really I thought about that way too much I was like what is Going on with these, this like little like town hobo town basically
0: that, that would explain a lot. Like, <laughs> I mean, if they were mostly aliens that are just like malfunctioning or something like that. Right, then,
2: right. Yeah, I that, that would explain a lot of the logic. Did you ever thing. see the Tim and Eric show Tom Goes to the Mayor?
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Did just the, the episode with Hobotin? Hobotown? Oh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> That's, it's it's so been <laughs> what
0: a decade since yeah. that show was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: I love that show. So, I, I, I have the DVD and I watch from time to time, but there's an episode, it's called Vice Mayor and Tom B is given the position of vice mayor of uh, or mayor of a section of Jefferton called Hobo Town and uh <laughs> he tries to like revamp it and it's it's amazing and honestly I I wonder if they were somehow influenced by this movie because like the more I think about it the episode itself it's kind of similar it has like it's like a town that's run by hobos and, and they like it's like their own little society, and they all eat hot dogs. And, and so like, <laughs> I was like, i
1: got to question what those hot dogs are.
2: <laughs> yeah, really. Do those Hot what? dogs
0: make them melt, though.
2: They do not. Damn. But I, st- I, still wonder if it was somehow,
0: yeah, uh, you know,
2: like inspired Too many by many
0: parallels. It.
2: Yeah, or, or at least by the They Live, like hobo society. But at least in, in They Live, it's like, sort of that based on this like sci-fi-ish world that that carpenter just decided not to explain. Yeah. But um but yeah, street trash. I will give it uh oh wait, I forgot to rate her. Turn Beverly Hills. Turn Beverly Hills, I give like maybe like 3 Abdul's out of 5. Um, but I don't know. This movie I give this one a solid like 5 out of 5. 5 bottles of Tenafly Viper five dead hobos down five <laughs> um, severed
1: penises out yeah, five of severed
2: penises actually that is the best way yeah i really enjoyed this movie even though yeah there's like a lot of i te- definitely agree with a lot of like the stuff you were saying that's sort of like negatives but i, I still i don't know i really i could i love dumb bad shit like this so yeah. like i could sit like you were kind of the opposite of what you were just saying earlier i could sit down and and definitely enjoy these movies all the way through. But there are a bunch of scenes I'd be like, okay, I don't need to watch this. This is no enjoyment. <laughs> it doesn't further my viewing of the film either. So totally agree with you there. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm right on the same page. I mean, but then again, I am, I could sit down and watch this movie on my own, but I am trash, which is like to trash. <laughs> yeah, for me. Same, same here. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I feel like there is, there's also in a, there's something that you can appreciate Aesthetically, from the effects, oh absolutely, scenes They're so well done. Yeah, they they really like to me push this movie into a, a higher level than most films like it.
1: Oh, that's my only complaint is that there's not more melting scenes. True, yeah.
2: true. I, I think Honestly.
1: I
0: built this up way too much before you and I watched it together. <laughs> I was just like, oh, there's melting people all over yeah. the place. Eh, there's a couple of melting. There's yeah, there's a couple. you did
1: portray it as like constant melting, and there were maybe like mm. four melting yeah, scenes. Yeah, four, and they were the yeah. best part. Yep. I just want well, more of that. They're not
2: even all melting scenes. Some are exploding. There's, yeah, there's yeah. Like but the, the
1: the ones where they get nice and gooey and drippy, mm-hmm. those are the best yeah, ones.
2: Yeah, especially after the first scene, because the first scene kind of happens, and then there's a long break between the next <laughs> yeah. melt that and the next melting scene <laughs> takes a while. Yeah, but nice the build up, the though, first one and the Wizzy's one near the end of the movie, I think, are the best because like then you yeah you get the exploding one, which is still pretty good. Um, and you get the scene with Bronson, but that's not really the same because he, he doesn't really get melted, and then yeah. he gets his head exploded off. But there, there's also... Uh, in the, I mentioned this to you guys earlier. Um, when we were talking, there's also a cool bit of trivia in the exploding scene I wanted to mention. They tried to get a bunch of different um, uh, s- sponsors... or or product placement to be in this movie and the only one that said yes was this like sort of localish company that made snack cakes and that was what was exploded in the exploding (laughs) scene because the cast and crew were so sick of eating the snack cakes because they were like all over the place on set so they probably did not have craft services for this movie they just had a, a table filled with these products I bet and so they were like fuck this product we've eaten it so long let's blow them up And I think that that scene was like one of the last scenes that they shot, Hmm. and uh, so that was a cool little bit of trivia, I guess. I mean, uh,
0: judging from the way this movie was shot and acted and directed, I assumed that the only thing that they had available was whiskey for people to drink. Yeah, (laughs) just whiskey. (laughs) Whiskey in that case. I
2: actually did kind of wonder what the viper was, because it kind of looked purplish in certain scenes. It did. But I, I grape Kool Aid, or or like, or maybe it was just like flat soda. Like I literally was wondering if it was just like Coca Cola or something, you know? Because I was like, it's kind of <clears throat> looks kind of like Coca Cola. Like it was darker. Yeah. I feel like, but maybe that could also been the bottle. Kids
1: cough know. syrup, maybe.
2: It also could have been that, because it was kind of in a greenish bottle. So I mean, it could have been you know like darker whiskey, and you put that in a green bottle, it looks like really brown. Yeah. Or, or navy-ish or purplish or something. But, like, yeah, I was I definitely was wondering what it was. Because there was a lot of scenes when it was in the light. And I'm like, that definitely looks like cough syrup. Like, 100%. But then I don't imagine that they're drinking it. Because they're not responding to it. Like, it tastes like cough syrup.
0: One of the things I like is that they never bother explaining. Like, this just shows up. Just yeah. a box of poison yeah, yeah. booze. Behind a wall people. in a basement. Yeah. It's just a thing.
2: And the other thing was, so let's see, if it was in 1987, was when this movie was made, so let's assume it's like mid-80s, and it was 60 years old, so it was supposed to be like, I guess, some Prohibition era thing? Well, that
0: actually was a thing that did happen during Prohibition. Right. So they poisoned a shit ton of booze to try and curb it. Exactly. That would make perfect sense.
2: I think that's probably the best theory I've ever heard. That could be it, but... (laughs) The, 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 that is something that the movie does not tell you. So yeah. that's just you know, th- that's <laughs> the, the movie. It is not on the uh, the uh, what do they call it? The burden of proof yeah. in the situation it is not on the ver- <laughs> the viewers. It is on the people who make the movie. You have to prove to me, or at least tell me what the fuck is going on. But anyway, thank you guys for coming on the show and thank you. being such good guests. I'm going to ask you one last question. What do you? What is your final verdict on what is the better movie tonight?
1: Street Trash. To,
0: yeah. I'm the one who recommended Street exactly. Trash, so obviously. Well, that usually
2: that's that how direction. we go, but yeah,
0: that's in here. Yeah, if one no, movie has famous.
1: melting people and the other movie doesn't, it's probably going to be the one with exactly. melting people. Oh
0: man, that, that would have been so much better if there were melting, melting
1: people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have definitely been really cool. You if like the terrorists melted a bunch of people, yeah,
0: I think all movies need to have more melting human beings. Yeah, in them. yeah. I agree. I, I do too. Can't think of a single movie that wouldn't benefit from that. <laughs> Avatar. Yeah, right. <laughs> Brave, as you were saying Brave, before. Yeah,
2: exactly. If the bear mom melted. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars, definitely. Yes. Well, I mean, you kind of you can kind of get that feel if you watch um, uh, Spaceballs. Even though he eats oh, himself, true. he is yeah. kind of like melting pizza the hut. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I agree. I think even though I picked *Terry Beverly Hills* it was more because I just wanted other people to see that movie. Yeah, I feel like I was the only person in the world, except for maybe Frank Stallone, who saw that movie. <laughs> um, I don't even think Cameron Mitchell went out to see it. He was like, "Fuck that! I'm not <laughs> watching that piece of shit." He's busy knocking a couple back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah. Thanks to you as well to the listeners for listening. Um, And I hope to have you guys on again for something else in some other episode. And so to you guys out there in movie land, good night, good luck, and uh, go fuck yourself. And thank you for listening to my movie today.
1: His foot and your ass. Why your sense of humor, boy? I lost it when Wizzy kicked me in the ass. 55 of their politicals. Let's get some shots at these cops. Yeah, I'm a member of the... Flatbush Foot Brigade. It's gonna be a shootout. Now, this old honky, skilled snitchy ass motherfucker tells you something.
2: These damn middle-east conflicts.
1: And it was probably your shithead boss who did it. Cars 17, 18, 11, and 12. Proceed to the Old Bean Factory off the 101. Forget this? I'm not paying you to babysit. This must be some kind of feminist motherly bullshit
0: tactic. In this reporter's opinion, Captain Stills really has his work cut out for
1: him.
2: my movies better the triple threat battle of cinema created by kevin harden and russell stearns
1: too bad you will die only i can control this now. how could you have done this Damn. i can't believe you committed suicide are
2: you food Fuji- fujiyama
1: he's a friend of mine from school
2: a friend is the resident party over
1: uh, well, it's just winding down. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mrs. Birthday Party. No, it's no problem. It's good to see you.
0: Adventure. <laughs> excitement. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't give a... You can't handle the
1: butt I am the father. Just stand on it, I guess. Oh, she can. I
2: love the spell This Mrs. hog wallop. We're going to need a bigger boat. Come with me if you want to live. See what happens, Lebowski? You see what happens?
0: You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. Your name's Lebowski, Lebowski. How
2: do I look? Bring out today!
0: Jamie and Pardley's